This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Stanley Martin, we continue the conversation of comedy as an educational tool. We also talk about the Titus Burgess Fan Club, a hilarious sketch that he has created, and his upcoming and future projects, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and keep on keeping on. Comedy is a very good educator, in my opinion. I think to teach a lesson through a joke, a story that has humor, I think that's highly effective. And I'm curious if you think about that, you know, right in the front of your brain as you write these sketches and these stories. Oh, yeah. Well, all of my sketches have some kind of point of view. And a lot of it, it's always like, because I consider myself, um, this is my log line. The reason why I have to give myself a log line is because when I went out to L.A. for the first time last year to actually have a meeting with some of the execs and all this other um, creative talent development and inclusion out there, this one guy who was trying to transfer from Netflix to Disney said, oh, yeah, I created myself a log line, and that's the way that I get work so people know what they're dealing with and working with. So I always say I'm an LGBTQ biracial uh, comedic writer with a background in theater. Um, But, oh, sorry, damn it, I just missed the question. Say the question again. Um, um, I liked where you were going, so I blanked on it as well. The conversation oh of this is hilarious because I'm so into this oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, no, no. I remembered it. I remembered it. I remembered. Now I remember. Um, it was about like the lessons in my comedy and stuff like that. Yep. Yes, is it cognitive in the front of your brain to teach with comedy? Yeah, it's generally just yeah. I, I always and UCB they taught us to always punch up, so. That's what I generally do. Anytime I'm taking a shot at someone, ooh, I shouldn't use that because I guess I would be triggering. Oh, damn it, I did it again. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. It's not funny. Any, okay. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime I write something, I'm always, again, just punching up because right. that's like the UCB way, and I agree with that whole ideology of, like, I'm not going to, like, make someone where societal standards have kind of shat on them. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can. It's adult. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm always like, okay, who can I make fun of that's up there? Granted, I don't want to keep pissing off the people who write the check, but it's always fun for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any mentors? Ooh. Um, Right now, I guess you could say Brian Gonzalez. Do you know him at all or no? Or have you heard of him? No, no. I need to now. He, um, um, Broadway extraordinaire, he was our original bad cat. In Aladdin, um, he's worked with James Corden in yes. Two Governors. I always want to say yes. Two Governors, One Cup, but I know that's not it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my God. We need to stay on track. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Brian. Um, yes, I'm very yes, familiar Brian with Gonzalez. Brian Gonzalez. Yes. Sweetheart and a half. And as soon as he saw that I was starting to like take UCB courses and do cabarets and write jokes and like stand up and da 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 da. He was one of the first people that was like, oh, well, I would love to help out and da da da. And I respect his comedic timing so damn much. I mean, the man is witty as all hell. Like, it just, how can I not like think of him as a damn mentor? Right. So, and he's always helped me out, like, especially punching up certain scripts where it's just like, okay, I need a better line right here. What do you have? Like, what's funny or what's standing out or what am I missing? What, how have you gotten better yeah. at your writing style in terms of research, practice, what you've witnessed, anything in particular that's helped you grow? 
Yes, anytime. Okay, so when UCB was open, they would have the show called Liquid Courage, where it allowed sketch writers to put up their sketches for free. But it was at, like, of course, 12 o'clock midnight on a Friday. And yes, I definitely had to do a five-show weekend, so, <laughs> but we still managed to make it happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that allowed me to gauge the audience being like, okay, they're laughing at this, or that line works, or that joke works, or that movement is working, but maybe that isn't. Like, for me to see what really works, I have to literally put it out on its feet. And a lot of times, this is another thing that writers do all the time, or even like stand-ups, um, anytime they're just having a conversation talking or they're like, here, can you read this? And they're watching you and you give it back and you're like, Oh, that's funny. We know you're lying because there's not a guttural reaction of an actual laugh. Right. Or if we're talking and we're like, and we test something out on you, but you don't realize that we're actually testing something out and you're like, Oh, okay. We're like, Nope, not going to use that. All right. <laughs> back to the drawing board. Right, right. No, that, that makes such, yeah. such total sense. Do you, do you, um, have you done a lot of reading on writing or has this been mostly, you know, trial by fire, so to speak? Just um, doing... I've done, well, that's the thing. Most of my reading, as far as the writing comes along, it's mainly, um, from a lot of funny women. So like I've read Tina Fey's Bossy Pants, Amy Poehler's Yes, Please. Um, oh my God, Kirsten Johnston's Guts. Jesus Christ, that was, ooh, that one creeped me the hell out because like her stomach actually exploded because she was on, you know, pills and booze and at the same time. Oh um, Jennifer Lewis, uh, mother of black Hollywood, like Leah Remini. Like those are women of comedy on TV are my ids. Like yeah. those are my idols. So uh, that's as far as like comedy writing, just reading their work and getting a sense of like, oh, well, that's funny the way that it's written. I like the style of that. And da -da -da. Oh, Chelsea Hammer. I read a damn near everything that woman wrote. Um, yeah. Now, in terms of questions, asking questions, asking for um, permission or taking permission, not even really so much with permission, but questions in general, questions that you ask about life that inspire your storytelling. Have you gotten better at asking questions? Has that been a pivotal part in your storytelling? Oh, God, yeah, it's a must. It's necessary. Because it's one of those things where, okay, when you look back at certain, like, old comedic films and stuff like that, and you, you're like, oh, this is a classic, this is great, and you start to cringe a little bit being like, wow, that didn't age well. Right. Because there's a certain mindset <laughs> yeah. and ideology where it's just like, oh, God, especially damn near every sitcom in the 90s, like, gay panic, That was that's a big one for me where... Yeah. Friends had it. Seinfeld had it. Just Shoot Me definitely had it, which I thought was funny because I'm like, you guys work at a fashion magazine and all of you are straight. What am I missing? <laughs> um, so that yeah, whole yeah. mindset of like, okay, um, does this make sense? Is this right? Is, is this kind of offensive or will this age well? That, that's constantly playing in my head, especially when I wrote my first play because there are certain things where I'm like, oh, that's kind of a misogynistic thought. I'm going to have to fix that. Right, yeah. right. So yeah, so it can so it can adapt to the the social norms that should have been normal long ago. But oh, I yeah. digress. Um, let's let's turn over the page to the Titus Burgess fan club. This is yes. an absolutely hilarious sketch, and I will put the links Thank in you. the bio of this show so anyone who hasn't seen it can see it. Where did the where did the inception of this come from for you? Well, that's the thing. Okay, so um, 
Well, actually, I use all four of them all the time. Um, Jason Kerr, Brett Tubbs, Deontay Warren, and Juwan Allen Crowley. Um, I use all of them all the time for any time I've had to put stuff up on the UCB stage. Or Jason, he's actually a part of the Opportunity Short Film Reading. And Brett, he's done a lot of my film stuff. But the way that this whole idea came about is when I came into Juwan Allen Crowley and Deontay Warren, they were both GD standbys and Aladdin. When I came into the room asking one or the other to be a part of a sketch, um, Juwan says, you know, Sam, I can't have more than two big black guys in a sketch at a time. I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay, I'll take that. I'll take that challenge. And that's how he actually talks. Like, his register is up in the rafters, like bells of Notre Dame high. Like, he's just up there. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, fine. I'll create a, right, so I'll create a sketch called the Titus Burgess Fan Club. And I was like, huh. Okay, you know what? Let me actually do this. Yeah. And it took me about like 20, 30 minutes. The first one took me about 20, 30 minutes to write. And that one took off. And Titus actually saw that and shared it on his Facebook page. He was like, you guys have so much time in the world to put up something like this. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Thank you. But <laughs> when, when the corona, well, I always wanted to do a sequel to it, but it's just like, Nothing was hitting me. Nothing was coming to me. I was like, well, that could be funny. That could be funny. That could be funny. The only way I would ever want to do a sequel is to actually bring Titus into it. So one time when he's doing the whole live stream, like Instagram live, and he's like trying to like talk to people, you know, meet his fans or stands or whatever the hell you want to call them. (laughs) And I finally got accepted in the call. I'm like, (laughs) and then that's how it came to be. And he said, like, look, as long as, as it's only like a short clip, you're not giving me any directions, and then maybe like two or three lines. I'm like, done. Easy. I know how to plug this in. I'm getting better at Final Cut Pro. Let's make this happen. I love that, because it's been, it's been now basically verified by him. <laughs> as oh, the, yeah. As the, you know, the, like an honorary fan club that's, uh, you know, verified, which I love. It's so it's oh, yeah. so funny. Now, when you're doing a lot of the writing just for that sketch in particular, is this you alone in the room? Are you taking examples oh, from, you know, Kimmy Schmidt? Are you doing conversations with the all, actors? No, literally, it's all me. Yeah. Everything that um but I came up line-wise at like of course I've pulled some references from um Kimmy Schmidt because the Right. Um but as far as like the actors are concerned, the only time there was one time I actually, an actor said something differently. The first time we actually put it up was on the UCB stage, and they got like a standing ovation, essentially. I have to send you the clip of that. Please. Um, and one of the actors changed one of the lines around. I'm like, oh, well, I kind of like that adjective more than what I originally wrote. Okay, so I'm just going to plug that in when we actually film it, and sure enough, I used it. But that's it. Everything else is just, I'm doing all the work. Oh, that's so, it's so funny. I, um... I want to. I want to know what what does the future look like for you if you could visualize it. Is it more writing than performing? Is it a happy medium? Well, that's the thing. Okay, I'm trying to move more on the writing side of things. Sure. But lately, for some reason, the universe—if you believe in that or not—is yeah. pulling me on back on the other side of the table where people are asking me to perform. Like I just um, shot me and a whole bunch of other broadway dancers just shot a, a get out the vote campaign um with um i'm america like playing underneath like with some broadway ensemble members from hamilton mean girls beetlejuice frozen aladdin um and i just finished doing a play for the jaconda theater festival so it's just 
and again, I have a couple of other little like singing gigs that are coming up as well as other things where I'm just like, I'm trying to move more on the writing sides of things, but for some reason, now you guys want to start using me on the performing side. Okay, yeah. fine, let's make it happen. Because <laughs> even when I went out to L.A., yeah. they literally said, um, once they found out, you're like, oh, you're a performer? Well, why don't you like submit um, an acting reel and all this other stuff? I'm just like, I, I don't want to be in front of the camera, but okay, fine, sure, what the hell, I'm not going to fight it, not going to fight it, because there are so many other people that wish they were in my shoes right now. Yeah, it's, it's funny how the universe works in mysterious and not-so-mysterious ways. Do you, do you meditate yeah. and self-reflect often? Uh, unintentional self-reflection, sure. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Especially at, like, what's going on right now. We got nothing but time. It's like that episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. All the time in the world. Glasses. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as far as meditation, um, my meditation is generally time I walk my dogs for a good couple of blocks so I can just, you know, kind of zone out and listen to music and just chill. That, that's, that's as far as it goes for med- meditation purposes. Now, um, changes you've made in your life that have increased positivity and decreased negativity. Does anything come to mind? Ooh, yes. Again, um, I started taking college courses for the first time ever because after I graduated high school, I went right on the international tour of West Side Story when I was like 18. Wow. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And Disney actually, Dis- oh yeah, uh, Disney uh, offered something called Disney Aspire to the cast of Aladdin, I think Lion King as well, where they basically pay for your tuition if you decide to go to college. I'm like, you know what? Oh. I'm going to take this opportunity. And yeah, yeah and try to get a bachelor's degree in creative writing and English. And the first course right now that I'm taking right now, it's, um, it's a gen ed course. It's talking about productivity and organization and how to present yourself and all this other stuff. And I'm like, huh. And I started implementing some of, some of what I've read so far. Of just like get some of those negative thoughts out of your head, get some of this out of your head. Think of the more positive side of things. It's silver lining instead of that where I'm just like, it's stuff that I naturally already did as it was, but as soon as this coronavirus happened and the pandemic and everything, that light switched so damn quickly that I went into like that negative headspace and college for some reason is like pulling me out. And now I'm actually, you know, being productive again. That's incredible. Congratulations on productive and Thank and you. on the college. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I do believe, you know, that uh, the way life works it's incredible because you can always go. You can always go get an education. You know, you don't have to get it right out the gate oh, yeah. of high school. If especially you're, oh, no. you know, in your prime dancing years. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah. that's uh, that's fantastic. I I want to touch just quick before we move off the college topic. Just logistics for my own brain. Is that now? Will that be a four year degree? As in time? Will it take four years, or is that going to move quicker due to the pandemic? It'll online? move quicker. Um- I think it'll be like they said somewhere between two to three years if I just do two courses per term. And the beauty of it is I'm actually registered with the Walt Disney Studios film and TV database. So if (laughs) once I decide to leave Aladdin to actually work for Walt Disney Studios film or if they actually hire me as a staff writing job, let's be honest, uh, (laughs) I can still I can still use the Disney Aspire program um, and, you know, finish out my college courses while working for the studio because it's all under the same umbrella. That's amazing. 
I absolutely love that. Yeah. The uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on this, speculating on the future of Broadway and your views on it. Anything you want to add or talk about, or should we go to the next question? <laughs> what, with Broadway? Yeah, wow, with Broadway. I... It's... <laughs> never heard of it. No, right. um, <laughs> I honestly don't know, because okay. until we figure out what's happening with this pandemic. I feel like I'm going to be performing in a regional house before I actually perform back on the Broadway stage again, to be honest. I, th- I don't think you're wrong. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause I've already done some outdoor cabaret performances, um, with a friend of mine for his company. What was it like last month? And I told him, I literally was like, look, I'm probably going to be performing with your group before I ever go back out on Broadway again. He's like, no, no, you're wrong. Sure enough. Guess where I was. Yeah. Right, right. I know. And I've heard these, I've heard, you know, you talk to people, you get different people, you get a different answer. There was speculation that off-Broadway might return before Broadway. And then there's speculation Broadway would return before off-Broadway because just the house is bigger. So for the whole ventilation situation, logistically. So. No, they need to get like new ventilation in all those old Broadway houses. Even some of the new ones, they have to get ventilation. Like there's just no way. And especially, think of it like this. Um, especially those uh, stagehand unions, do you honestly think they're going to open up an off-Broadway show before a Broadway one without going through all of like the inspections and the yeah. protocol and what have you? Yeah, yeah. like you, you do not mess with that union. IATSE? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, They'll put you, a kibosh on that. Yeah. They, they will. They certainly will. Do you have any apparent failures that set you up for a future success or favorite failures? Oh, my God. Yeah, there was one sketch I put out. It was like I think it was my third one because like the first two I put out, actually got like decent views, decent hits. People were like, oh, this is funny. And then the third one, I tried to top myself because I tried to do something a little bit more adult and it just fell flat. It was like a wet fart. It was, just, it was bad. So damn bad. Do you mean like adult Editing-wise, it is actually pretty good. Huh? Adult yeah, and it or was just, it? yeah, okay. It just didn't work for me. Or I'm just like, hmm, yeah, because usually I feel like most of my, most of my comedy, um, it tends to be kind of subtle and fast so yeah yeah subtle and fast my name in high school um, <laughs> you are you're as funny you're just very fu- i i cannot wait to see the future of what you create i love what you've already created and i can't wait to see what comes along down the down the path for you i uh as we as we wrap up here well thank you because we have we've hit so many topics in such a quick amount of time <laughs> so, i'm so amazed is there, you mentioned some fantastic books that have inspired you with writing. Are there any other books that you have read, are reading, want to read uh, in terms of life or any other topics besides writing? Yes. Um, uh, if Beale Street could talk, I literally just got that. And I'm reading Giovanni's Room at the moment by James Baldwin. Because honestly, I didn't know who James Baldwin was until about two years ago when the I Am Not Your Negro documentary came out. And it kind of annoyed me where I'm just like, okay, you have this gay black author who's really well known and da 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 da. Why have I not known about who this person was or what this person has like accomplished and da 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 And I'm like, oh, of course, you know, because societal standards. Got it. Right. But yeah, I'm reading his work right now and it's just, it's so funny how, I don't know, I can relate to his style of writing. And it kind of annoys me where I'm like, why didn't I read his stuff sooner? Why didn't I know about him sooner? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. And those will also be linked in the bio of this conversation. Um, metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Perseverance. It has to be perseverance. Originally, I was going to say stick to itiveness, but I'm like, I'm in college now, so I need to use a bigger word. Um, <laughs> yeah. Perseverance. perseverance because, he, yes, because the amount of times I have gone to auditions and didn't even make a pass like the first round. Or before I was equity, and um, this is what they would do sometimes with a lot of the non-equity dancers or singers or whatever, they would stand us in a line and just go, no, yes, no, no, no. Literally, did you ever see, um, what the hell is that movie called? The Mel Brooks, History of the World Part 1. Yes. Yeah, in Madeline Kahn, when she's trying to find like her suitors for the orgy. And she's like, no, 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 yes, no, no, yes. Literally, it was like that. It's Pearl Studios. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you're. So you just have to have that perseverance. Yeah. You do. You do. And and has your has your drive of perseverance gotten stronger more recently, or has that been that's been high gear now it's, for some time? Well, that's the thing. It's gotten stronger for a new career path versus the performing side of things. Because now people are actually offering me things on the performing side where I'm like, okay, that's great, but I'm trying to go for this goal over here. But I mean, I'll accept in the meantime. Right. But yeah, so my drive, um, it, it's always been kind of strong as it was. It definitely could be stronger, I feel, because there are certain people I'm, I see them doing all these great things. But on a side note, you shouldn't compare yourself to others. I get it, but it's like, oh, damn, I could be going a little bit harder than that. Uh. Yeah, there's a funny balance of that, right? Because it's it's good to have yeah. a little bit of you know that I don't even want to use the word competition because that's toxic, I think. But that oh, no, that no. inspiration from someone else who's you oh, know yeah. you you always want to be playing tennis with some, tennis with someone who's better than you. Otherwise, you won't get better. So it's kind of like that, right? You know, you want to put yourself in that arena constantly. Perseverance. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. I love this conversation, Stanley. Is there anything you want to add before we end it here today? Oh my God, I guess just stay safe, healthy, and hopeful, and vote. Jesus, please vote. Yes. Vote, vote, vote. Yes, because <laughs> I'm doing deep canvassing down in Pennsylvania tomorrow, so please vote. <laughs> That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you, Clay, for having me on your program. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Stanley Martin. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 